So this morning, I'd like to um, to speak about the um, third of the immeasurable qualities, the third of the Brahma Viharas. And I've been debating in my mind if it's my favorite or not. <laughs> so when there's no favorites, it's my favorite. And um, the Pali word for this attitude, this quality, um, this human embodiment is um, mudita, M-U-D-I-T-A. So the root of the word in Pali, and I, I checked with our resident scholar sitting next to me, um, the root of the word means uh, to rejoice, to rejoice. Uh, to be pleased, to have a sense of gladness. So yeah, very, very uh, beautiful capacity that we have as human beings, that capacity to, to rejoice and to feel gladness. As a practice, it's usually referred to as um, appreciative joy or unselfish joy or sympathetic joy has a lot of different ways that it's um, spoken of so I'll just say them again appreciative joy, unselfish joy sympathetic joy there's more but those are kind of the main threads of, of this, um, this capacity, this attitude and it feels to me, um, when I practice this, uh, when I share it with others, that it's really um, important, really crucial actually, to um, get a sense for ourselves of what this actually is, what, what we're actually talking about with this capacity. Because you know? we have all these words that we know, you know, joy, gladness, happiness. Um, excitement, you know, there's all these different giddiness is one that they like to speak about in the texts as the um, the near enemy of of um, mudita. So we have all these words, but what does that? What does it actually? What is it actually? Getting a sense for um, for what this feels like, and it's an experience that we all know, yeah. So, like all the Brahma Viharas, we, we have a direct experience of these qualities. And people have spoken um, about this in the last couple of days. A lot of people mentioned the um, kind of sense that we get um, by the big trees on the lawn. Yeah. And that, that, that just that, that sense of something relaxing and opening internally. And the sense of well-being that, that comes with that. Or um, I had this yesterday evening, um, just walking in, in the grounds and seeing people, um, this was during the tea break, seeing people just standing in the sun. Yeah. I can feel it now, what it does in the being, just when we were, were present enough to just take that in. Just seeing someone 
standing in the sun, you know, really receptive. And what happens in us as a response? How uh, immediate that is. And so you really get a sense in yourself what that feels like. Uh, often just feels like a real um, deep ease in the being and a relaxation and an opening in the body and in the heart-mind. Something really simple. Yeah, really, really simple like that. So, for me, the two kind of core principles of, of mudita, of this practice, of this um, capacity, this embodiment that we have as humans, the two core things are um, a joy or an appreciation or gratitude. They're all very closely interwoven. And that is not um, self-centered. Yeah, And it's a bit of a... Uh, you know, it's usually actually any joy when we actually feel it isn't self-centered, but really that quality—it's not self-centered. Yeah, so that unselfish joy—it's not self-centered. It's not built around self-interest. That's one really important core element of this. And the other um, is a kind of. Um, Active form of delight. So there's a delight, and it's like we're actively turning our attention towards um, these experiences, these um, experiences that we have as humans of wonder, of awe, of appreciation. So it's an, it, there's a, some level of activity there. Yeah, not much, not necessarily a lot of doing, but something that we're actually turning the attention. That's kind of the, a lot of what the practice is. Yeah. <coughs> so it's something that arises naturally, and then we, and and yet we need to practice it. So turning the attention, um, sometimes you know, turning the attention to what is going well, or what we are appreciative of in any situation. And so just to, to reiterate why do this, you know, why is this a practice? Sometimes, um, and I think this goes across spiritual and religious traditions, we have a, a real sense that, you know, practice is, is it's, a, it's a serious thing, yeah? And we should be working hard to some degree and kind of joy is some kind of uh, joy or happiness or enjoyment, you know, that's some kind of, that's some kind of new age thing. Um, it's for non-spiritual people or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm joking here, but we, we have these voices in us. And so it's really worth reflecting on why prioritize this? And why prioritize this? What happens when we gladden the heart? And again, going back to the examples I've given, Feeling that ease and space and expansion that happens when there is gladness, when there's joy in the being, when there's gratitude in the being, appreciation. So it's natural, you know, we don't need to do it. It just happens. 
that expansion, that sense of um, spaciousness in means. And that's something that happens internally, and it affects what happens relationally as well. Yeah, what happens in our relation to others, in our relation to um, phenomena, to things, and to events. So we have then more expansion, more space, more ease, and we have more of a sense of that we share, of that of what we share. Yeah. So for example, that going back to that example I gave. You know, just being outdoors and seeing people standing in the sun or doing their walking practice and what that does. There isn't a sense of you're giving me something, I'm giving you something. Um, There's just a sense of the shared reality that we inhabit and and the openness of, of the heart. And just to give a few more examples of this to you know because the, the taste of this is so is so important you know what happens to us when someone smiles yeah you know we, someone just smiles at us and what happens it's an immediate response of some degree of ease or what happens when we um Witness um, the delight of, uh, you know, it's very easy to see it when, when there's a child who's, who's or, or a dog, um, who's really enjoying themselves, you know, is really happy, really delighting in something. And, and just how that experience is immediately shared. Yeah, immediately shared. There's no giving, there's no receiving, there's just a sharing in that. Immediate response. There's a beautiful um, story in the in the book I've been I've been reading, um, Tattoos on the Heart, of um, one evening when uh, Gregory Boyle is um, he's he's just visited uh, some of his parishioners, and then on the way to the car he sees uh, a group of um, you know gang homeboys as they're called gang members just hanging hanging out in a in a little piece of of green that's there in the projects and he just goes over to hang out with them and and you know they're doing what he says is the usual thing which is teasing each other um and then suddenly one of them points to um an electric pole and there's this enormous owl sitting there you know, in the middle of LA, apparently, you know, would be really rare in any city, I think. And they all suddenly go into this experience of just being really quiet because they don't want to scare this big owl. They're all just just standing there together in awe and wonder at the presence of this. So, you know, it's just that all these moments, and it doesn't matter who we are, it doesn't matter the circumstances, it doesn't matter the conditions of our lives, we have that capacity to to really be touched. And just, you know, they're all standing there until this, this great being takes off. And then they ask him, you know, they, they want meaning to the moment, so they say, you know, that was a sign. 
what was that a sign of? And he says to them, well, that was a sign from God that um, you should all give up violence and uh, live in peace. <laughs> and uh, they do exactly what you did. They start laughing and they say, <laughs> they say oh, oh, they call him G. So, oh, gee, you know, you would say that about anything. <laughs> but it's that, you know, and exactly now, what's happening in the hall now, you know? We're all sharing that, that, all oh, that joy. We have that capacity to, to appreciate the joy of another. Yeah? You know, if we kind of just rewind, or maybe you're still feeling it, to the to the sense of the laughter in the hall a moment ago. It's exactly this quality of mudita that we're talking about. Of that, that shared joy, that appreciative joy, and, and, and that appreciation of others. So, really important to, to keep remembering that this is in us already and part of what we're doing with the practice is we're um, making the accessibility of it more immediate you know and, and what they say about the practice sometimes you know this practice for mudita it's like we we um, it becomes like an inner spring of joy that's unconditional unlimited and accessible um, really important to remember that spring of joy is in there already. What we're doing is we're 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 finding we're kind of um, clearing the root to it so that it bubbles up more freely. Bubbles up more freely. Another really powerful aspect of this quality of this practice is that it really connects us to a sense of abundance. Yeah, sense of abundance. And I'll, we'll be saying more about this through the day. I'm just kind of touching on some of the highlights. But it really connects us to a sense of abundance of what is actually here to, to enjoy and appreciate. And it strengthens our capacity to actually connect to joy and happiness. So like we did with the compassion yesterday, um, we can also uh, relate to this practice as another uh, flavor of metta. Yeah, so the metta, the goodwill, when it meets what is good in the world, when it meets uh, what is going well in the world, when it meets something that we can appreciate, that's the natural response, the mudita. In the tradition, um, the way this practice has been taught mostly is there's a real emphasis on cult cultivating the sympathetic joy. So that the joy um, in the happiness or uh, the well-being of another. And that's been really the emphasis of can we cultivate that capacity to feel happiness um, when things are going well for someone else. And the Dalai Lama um, he says about this, you know, that it's actually um, just just common sense um, to do this. 
Um, because he says, you know, if we only feel happy when things are going well for us, um, then we have much less opportunities for feeling happy. Um, if we only feel happy when things are going well for people that are close to us, then you know, that's a little bit more. But if we really cultivate this so that we can feel happy for anyone, then he's only talking about human beings. He says, you know, then we multiply our opportunities for happiness by, uh, I think the quote I read is six billion, but I think there's a lot more of us now. <laughs> and if we include all beings, it becomes infinite, not just human beings. So, you know, he says, you know, it's actually um, a very practical thing to, to cultivate if we want to be happy. That sense of um, being able to rejoice when things are going well. Um, but this isn't easy. And sometimes um, in the tradition, again, uh, Mudita is spoken of as the most difficult of the Brahma Viharas to, to cultivate. Um, and I think my sense is because it actually goes directly to that and skips what I find is, is quite a, an important stage uh, for me. And that is taking the time to actually become familiar. What we've just been doing here, taking time to actually become familiar with what this quality feels like in our own experience. Um, and really taking time to open more and prioritize more these qualities of wonder and appreciation and gratitude and joy in our own direct experience. So actually taking time to do that. So Sharon Salzberg agrees with me. Or rather, I agree with her. And... Um, this is a, a, a short quote from, um, from her book that Jenny's mentioned a couple of times. Loving kindness. And she says, Mudita depends on our capacity to take active delight in things. And this depends upon our ability to actually let ourselves feel joy. We have to let go of feeling guilt about our own happiness or feeling threatened that it will be taken away from us. When we hoard our pleasure or happiness, we feel disdainful of other people and their suffering. And at times we may feel disdainful of ourselves and our own suffering as well. But it is essential that we take delight in our own happiness as, our perfect, as a perfect expression of our basic motivation to be free. So we gladden the mind because that helps free us. Yeah? It actually helps free, free us. It actually does the work that we're here to do. So this also relates back to that sense of abundance that I mentioned earlier. That sense of abundance when we actually... Um, meet the places where we're, we're, we're feeling guilty about being happy or we feel that we need to, to hold on to whatever happiness we have because of that fear that it will be taken away. And it's a real place where the compassion, the karana and the medita, they really work together very, very closely because we need a lot of compassion there to see these patterns 
and then to gently be able to, to let go and feel that again that expansion expansion and spaciousness and ease that come with a sense of joy that isn't limited or constricted around our own self-interest but is actually something that is shared you know I think when we really look at our experience we know we can't hold on to it yeah there's no way of keeping as um, someone I consider one of my teachers <coughs> even though he spent more time being a social activist than a uh, than meditating um, he used to say happiness dies when it's not shared and I think when we reflect on our experience that's really true we can't Happiness doesn't survive if we try and keep it separate. It's like this is what it does. Or rather, you know, this is what it does, yeah, to share. It's naturally what happens in us. So that's the, the introduction for this morning saying more about about this um, this evening and um, let's explore the the practice together so if you need to to have a little stretch of any part of your body feel free to do that settling into your posture. So as we've been doing, taking a few moments to settle into the posture, to feel into the body, just checking in if the body feels supported, stable. relaxed as is possible. 
bringing the awareness into the body, settling it in whatever way works best for you. Contact areas, breath, a more expanded wide body awareness. doing whatever you can to rest the awareness in the body. So if it's possible to let the awareness be as spread as absorbed in the body as you can. <coughs> so sometimes we can expand it to feel the whole body or more of the body. that's spreading through the whole body, not just coming in and out through the lungs, the nose, the throat, but actually that energy of the breath that is flowing through the whole body. And so letting yourself be quite open and receptive to how the practice unfolds. to feel whatever is present in this moment that I have some sense of appreciation for and it doesn't need to be dramatic. It can be just a sense of the softness of the breathing. It can be the sense of any well-being in the mind or the body. It can be quite mild or moderate, doesn't have to be dramatic. Any sense of ease, well-being, that you can bring your attention to. 
might simply be the fact that you're breathing at all. Keeping it very simple, very immediate. Not trying too hard, just like with the other Brahma-viharas, we're not trying too hard to create an emotional experience, just to bring that intentionality. Can I appreciate this breath? any sense of well-being anywhere in the body might just be you know in one finger can I just open to that connect to that a sense of appreciation for myself for simply turning up and being willing to be here, to sit here, to practice. Spending a few moments just feeling whatever it is that feels okay, whatever it is that we can appreciate in our experience right now, in this moment. Just giving our attention to that. that underlying intention of goodwill and appreciation.
I'm going to introduce some phrases with the encouragement to feel if they work for you or not and to really feel free to adapt, to change. Or to use a felt sense or an image. Sometimes with this quality of mudita we can just play with a direct experience of well-being or of appreciation and to see if we can expand it or spread it through the body. So that can also be a way. So I'll be offering the phrases and I'll try to um, give enough gap so that if you're not using the phrases, you still have enough space to do your own practice in a different way. May I learn to appreciate the joy I experience. May the joy I experience continue and grow. May I be filled with joy and gladness. I learn to appreciate the joy I experience. May the joy I experience continue and grow.
May I be filled with joy and gladness. it feels useful to continue working with yourself and your direct experience, then please carry on doing that. If there's an interest to expand, you can bring to mind a friend, a loved one. Bring to mind something that is going well for them. Offering that sense of appreciation and rejoicing. Feeling that. In response or with, together with their own happiness, well-being, success. May you learn to appreciate the joy you experience. May the joy you experience continue and grow. May you be filled with joy and gladness.
appreciate the joy you experience. May the joy you experience continue and grow. joy and gladness. seeing if it's possible to expand, to radiate this intention. To be gladdened by the well-being of others. 
radiated out. In whatever way feels doable, possible, accessible to you, it can just be to one or two people sitting next to you, it can be to the hall with all of us in it, it can be to the grounds of Guy House, or it can be out into the world. May we all learn to appreciate the joy we experience. May the joy we experience continue and grow. May we be filled with joy and gladness. possible to maintain some degree of openness and interest in appreciation in looking for what is going well or what I can appreciate and enjoy and rejoice in in this moment even if it's very simple very light very mundane Just a few things about bringing this practice to the walking and into the continuity of the day. So with a, with a walking practice, we can turn our attention to um, any sense of well-being or joy in, in the actual activity of walking. It can be in the, the softness of the contact with, of the feet with the ground. Um, it can be in other sensations, you know, the, it's a slightly cooler day today, maybe that brings a sense of appreciation or joy, um, a feeling of the breeze or the sun, just the sense of green, for me, always a big thing, just green, you know, wow. 
many people in the world get to get to feel that. Including, really including that sense of appreciation. If you want, you can also use the phrases or whatever you were using in the sitting practice, also in the walking. And um, one of my favorite practices that if you wish you can play with is doing the walking practice and then whatever, whoever comes into my field of awareness, you know, it can be a bird singing, it can be an insect flying by, it can be another human being somewhere around, turning that flow towards them. So you can do that whatever you, you can do that with the metaphrases if you're using those compassion medita. It um, it works my experience very well with medita and quite uh, sometimes I have to kind of I have to rein it in not to get too excited. <laughs> but you know, get excited. It's part of the learning process. But really feeling that yeah, just feeling what happens in that sense of sharing. Wishing, you know, an insect flying by and really having that sense of, you know, may you be filled with joy and gladness and what that does, and also to ourselves. We can also really bring this this exploration into um, actually any moment of our day. Yeah, any moment of our day. So, right now, you know, as you feel what you're going to do next and you transition, you can bring that sense, whatever it is, just that miracle of standing up, you know, whatever it is, moving, um, having a cup of tea, you know, all these very ordinary things that we do, if we can kind of just be present and appreciate that warmth <laughs> of the cup, that flavor, or the meal. Sometimes we can expand right in there, we can expand our awareness. You know, if it's a cup of tea or food, you know, everyone, everything that's been involved in, in creating that, in bringing this moment into being, it can be sometimes a sense of appreciation um, for them, for that. And so, and noticing also any moment of, of um, well-being, of ease, of contentment, of gratitude, any moment where there's a natural expansion of the being, and really, as weird as it may feel, <laughs> encourage yourself to take delight in that. Really take delight in that. I think someone mentioned to me here that sense of doing something that feels like being in a warm bath. So, you know, that kind of taking delight, you know, just like ah, resting back. There's enough difficulty in life that we have as human beings that we can give ourselves the space also really feel the joy and the appreciation and the delight. And with that, um, to say that like all the Brahma Viharas, part of what will come up as we do the practice is that we'll see the places where um, we're stuck or we'll see the places that where we close down. Um, and that can be painful. And yet that is as much a part of the practice. Yeah, so not to feel again that, oh, it's, I'm, I'm actually what I'm feeling is my sense my, that I don't feel abundance, you know, my natural sense of trying to, to keep what is, what is good or what is beneficial for myself. 
or my confusion around this. And to, to bring the metta, to bring the gentleness to that experience, that seeing is important. Yeah, it's, it's a real part of this process. And if we can bring as much gentleness into the seeing of that, and as much kindness. Remember, it's not personal. We're human beings. That's why we do this. That's why it's happening. Yeah, and so in the learning, we need to see, and we need to hold it gently and kindly. Do you have anything to add? So that's the, that's the invitation. And as always, to also um, say that if at any point any of the guidance we're giving doesn't feel appropriate, doesn't meet you, um, you've got an array of practices to, to go back to, and all of them are equally valuable. So, feels too much, come back to body and breath, come back to metta, come back to compassion, whatever uh, feels appropriate and right for you. So we have time for walking now. A uh, question, yes, Ruth. Can you put the phrases on the board? Yes. Okay. They're ready to go. <laughs> so, yeah, the phrases will go on the board uh, for anyone who wants to use them. And um, some walking now and one group meeting. I think it's group two that's meeting me in the lounge in three minutes. So if we can let them leave the hall first and uh, enjoy the day. Yeah? Enjoy the day. Enjoy the gift of being alive. Even in the moments when things are difficult, we can bring some rejoicing into the fact that we know experience, that we have the capacity to know, that we have that sensitivity. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.